Hey guys, and welcome to Ofric. My name's Allie. And my name is Lyra. And today, I don't really have an opener, but we're going to be talking about a case that involves one man and one woman uh, named Robert Glass and Sharon Lepotka. <laughs> my bad. Um, so Allie, can we agree that murder, murder is bad? Yes. Great answer. Um, so I, I'm glad that you aren't like trying to just fudge that up and like think of a reason why murder would be okay. Well, um, okay. I will say I haven't seen a lot of videos on X, otherwise known as Twitter. I thought you were going to reference a porn site. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> X videos. I no. know. <laughs> um, where it's like revenge killings where like the mom murdered the guy who or like shot the guy you've seen that video where she stands up in the courtroom and shoots the guy that murdered her daughter oh yeah i guess those are different yeah and then there's another guy who attacked the guy who molested his um son yes i've seen that yeah okay i mean that's not what i'm talking about today well no i know (laughs) but that's why i paused where i was like well you could say it's maybe justified and you could turn a blind eye to it but i don't i mean it's murder, so murder murder bad murder bad in like 99.9 percent of cases kind yes. of like lysol and germs yes um but yeah but what if one of your deepest desires was to murder somebody like that that is how you got your rocks off and by rocks i mean like the sexual rocks oh. <laughs> or what if your desire was to be murdered Oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I can't fathom these kinds of things. Um, There's some of the most dangerous paraphilias out there, mm-hmm. but people people are into that stuff. Sometimes yeah. it's a fantasy. Sometimes it goes beyond that where they want the real thing. Well, there's a whole kink behind it, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the basis of what we're going to be talking about with Robert and Sharon today. So let's talk about Sharon a little bit. So Sharon Rena Lopatka was born on September 20th, 1961. She grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. She was the oldest daughter of four in an Orthodox Jewish household. And growing up, she was described as super normal. She was on her sports team. Her, I'm sorry. She was on her school sports teams. And she uh, was in her choir. Um But I guess there was a little bit more under the surface because as soon as she graduated from high school uh, in 1979, she got married to Victor Lopatka. So that's where she gets her last name. Um, And her and Victor moved, uh, were married in Ellicott City, Maryland, um, where they stayed for a while. Uh, Her classmates described her marrying Victor as a way of breaking away. by that, they mean that her parents really didn't approve the, their marriage. So, again, you're coming from a very orthodox household, and you're marrying somebody who is not Jewish. Um, I, as far as I could tell, Victor wasn't Jewish. I think he may have been Catholic or Christian. Um, so, in their eyes, that's pretty bad, you know. Um, 
But it also makes me think um, back to the whole choir thing. So I didn't mention this before, but her dad was a cantor at their synagogue. So he's basically like part of the choir there. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me think that like maybe that was something that was influenced by him, something that he recommended she do uh, because he was a part of like the synagogue's cantor or choir. but yeah, I can't really find anything else besides that other than she was in the choir, her dad was a cantor, and her parents didn't approve their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, Sharon and Victor stayed in Ellicott City until 1991, and soon after they relocated to Hampstead, Maryland, uh, where they would buy a ranch-like tract house. So it's like super suburbia. You know those houses that are like right next to each other? It's like the exact same houses. On, yeah. Yeah. It's basically that. We're getting a lot of those now. I, I know. I mean, it's probably super cheap to make them considering it's the exact same layout. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I like them. As long as they're built well, I guess I don't have that much of like grievance with them. But a lot of them are built really shittily too. Yeah. So life goes on. Victor's um, working. He's a construction worker, so he's doing that. Uh, And around 1995, Sharon decides that she's going to start making some extra money by making online ads under her business named Classified Concepts. So she herself charged $50 per rewriting ad copy for businesses. She also hosted a website that was called House of Dion, super normal website, Um, I believe it sold, like, home decor tips and even some home decor. Um, But she also had websites, like, uh, that would give psychic readings. Um, Super normal, especially back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. Like, she would give the readings? I don't think she would be doing it. It was for someone that did it. I think somebody else was doing it. Uh, I saw that it was hosted, and then some people were saying that she was the owner of the website, and she was doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was probably a mix of the two. Regardless, psychic readings are pretty scammy. Yeah. So, like, it'd be really easy to just say, like, I am a psychic reader, and I will do this for you, and just make up something. Um. But yeah, she was doing that to get some extra cash. Um, And she was also able to earn some additional income from some premium rate telephone numbers. So like those um, psychic reading hotlines or like (laughs) adult hotlines, anything like that. Basically, she was making money from that too. Um, All of these, she was operating on uh, her business from her Ellicott home. So she's in Hampstead. That's where she's living. And then her Ellicott home is where she's like actually going to work and doing all these things okay my first thought on this is always just like okay maybe she just needed like a home office space or like just an office space and her Hampstead home wasn't like big enough for that or maybe she just wanted to separate like her life a little bit more Mm -hmm. but it is a 40 minute drive um yeah to to just go do this which I mean I guess if you could just wear whatever you want act however you want and you're essentially just on the computer for most of it i guess it wouldn't be that big of a deal Mm -hmm. but so i can't imagine driving like an hour and a half every day or however many days a week she worked yeah just to do that um but it does make me think that you know like she was probably doing she probably went to her alcott home because she wanted to hide a little bit of something about what she was doing and i mean it's kind of true um so she was working on a lot of like marketing stuff and then her websites. Um, but she also had another side gig. So Sharon was also making marketing content for uh, 
pornographic content. Um, some of it she was selling her own content to. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but this was all done under the name Nancy Carlson. Um, which, I mean, again, if she's making any of that content, totally fine. Not, not a big deal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Um, but Nancy, well, Nancy, Sharon's specific niche was under like a more dubious, dark, non-consensual kind of section of porn. Um, So her marketing often depicted women that were unconscious from being drugged, hypnotized, or chloroformed, and then made to engage in sexual acts with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I don't think it takes a genius to say this. This is really icky content. It's a very specific niche. Yep. as far as we know, the material that she was advertising for didn't exist. And basically, anytime people would purchase these this content, I, I think in like physical VHS form too. Yeah, they never received it. So it's really up in the air if like it actually if they actually existed. So is it just a scam? I'm pretty sure it was just a scam. Yeah. Again, I'm. I'm not saying it's right, but she's getting that bag. <laughs> yeah, she's getting her money. Yeah, especially in the early 2000s where, like, nearly every, well, 90s, really, when nearly every, like, thing online that you could buy was kind of a scam. But, yeah, she was just kind of feeding into that. And, I mean, who's really going to report her for, like, scamming them on these things? What if you go to the police? Like, what are you going to tell them? Like, hey, this person selling really depraved stuff online that i bought and she's not delivering on it like that doesn't that make you like a vic not a victim um a perpetrator in that crime because you're feeding into that market especially if if these videos actually existed and let's say they were non-consensual you were buying basically like rape porn so it's just like um maybe maybe you wouldn't go to the police for that yeah but also just looking at that type of content, the shame. Yeah, of, like, exactly. Not wanting to tell people, oh, this is the type of content. Exactly. I... Also, who would you report that to? Like your local authorities? You don't know who, where the other person who's selling it is from, so you can't go to the third police. Well, you and would... there's so many little, oh, so many little, so little regulations online at this point. Yeah, you'd probably start with your local police, though. Exactly, and then again, it's that whole shame thing of like maybe the sheriff's your neighbor like, or something. You know yeah. <laughs> If anything, they could still just talk about it and then it gets back to somebody that actually knows you. And it's just like, oh, great. People now know that I'm into that stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what she was doing on that front. Um, But as far as her selling her own content, kind of a mixed bag on there. Um, Everything that I saw was under the name Nancy Carlson, but others were saying that Nancy was a completely separate persona and then Carlson was a completely dis- different persona. Mm-hmm. And then Nancy Carlson was like a mishmash of the two of them. Um, I believe under the under what would be Nancy, who was a much smaller woman than her, blonde and everything, just generally like conventionally attractive. She was selling she was posting that she would be selling her own worn underwear. Um didn't see anything about like actual people actually buying it, but I'm sure somebody bought them. hundred percent someone yeah. bought that. Um, and then under Carlson, um, she was posting as a disciplinary dominatrix. So just kind of having some fun with that. 
with them kind of like mishmash together, I believe she was offering to make custom videos. So, you know, the sexy kind. She's like, only fans. Listen, these kinds of like subscriber, like you pay for my custom videos things has been along for a very long time. Yep. <laughs> uh, only fans has only popularized it on one platform. Well, now there's FanV. Fan I don't v? keep up with the times. I don't know what FanV is. Oh, FanV is like a, it's basically like OnlyFans, but I guess the payout is more. So a lot of OnlyFans people are going, are going over there. there. And I guess they have better customer service. They have all this oh. stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not super interested in either of those sites. So I'll probably never think about it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she had all these personas and obviously kind of a way to grow your market is also to just to be like online and c- participating in the community. Um, so that's kind of what she was doing. But it was also, you know, to fulfill her own desires. Jaren having absolutely no problem engaging with like sexual communities having some strange paraphernalias that are considered taboo by most people, started to hop onto chat sites like feetfetish.com and sexbondage.com. I did some research and I hopped on these websites to see if, one, they existed still, and two, if they looked like their old selves. Um, Feetfetish.com does not exist anymore. It takes you to one of those, like, GoDaddy blank sites where it says, like, this domain is blah blah blah, you know, and it doesn't have any content on it. Sexbondage.com seems like it's more of a fictional writing kind of like for kind of like um archive of, archive of our own. You've ever been oh, on that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like a collection of people's stories on there. Um yeah. as tags for a whole bunch of stuff. Um obviously it's a sex website. And it caters to a little bit more of like spicier content. So, yeah, you know, there, there's some things in there that you might not consider normally. Um, I'm thinking about all the tags that I saw. Oh my God. Um, so as far as the tags go, um, back in the day, I mean, it's just normal BDSM fetishes. Yeah. You know, fisting. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's again, it's wild to hear it, but it's just like, eh, it's probably normal in that just BDSM, yeah, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, supposedly there were like necrophilia like forums on there too. There wasn't anything that was actually specifically tagged for that when I went to go see like the old websites or anything. Um, again, the wildest one that I saw was incest, like just straight up incest, yeah, which I mean, if you look at porn categories now there's step which is like the closest that you would get to that read in the news it was like back in november or december Mm -hmm. there's a there's a politician i don't remember what exactly he was running for he wants to make it legal in his state to marry your first cousin oh i do remember this i i want to make a joke about alabama but I don't think it was Alabama. No. Um, I do remember reading that. I was just like, why would you? I was just like, why? Let's and then not. the comments on it were just like, he was looking at, he had a cousin in mind when he I made mean, this. I'm sure people are strange. Um, but yeah, th- that was like the extent of what I saw. And that was from the 90s website. And the like recent website, it's just normal stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, you're probably going to see things like fisting on there, um, but also BDSM, no like necrophilia, no incest. You always come back to <laughs> it's, it's. I don't want to say it's always on my mind, but it's oh just it's just standing out from like the image I have of looking at these websites. Um, but yeah, other other than that, pretty normal website for sex bondage mm-hmm. nowadays. Same thing back in the day. I couldn't find anything on feet fetish. Mm-hmm. It's just like there weren't enough crawlers, I guess, back in the early 90s and 2000s to actually document stuff. And all I could see was like a enter here link. And yeah. when I went to go click it, it didn't work. <laughs> so my research was dead on that one. But sex bondage provided some stuff. And I don't know if I should clear my internet history now because I honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that I was on these. But at the same time, I don't want them popping up in my search results. At work, they're just like, what have you been up to? I'm not on my personal, I'm not on my personal account at work. So yeah, that's just a little tangent aside. That's Those are the kinds of websites that Sharon was on and was messaging people about her own sexual desires. Um, which again, no shame if that's what you're into. Whatever. You do you. However, Sharon's own choice was that she was really into being tortured to death. So super extreme desire. Again, I can't fathom why somebody would want that. And I'm not talking about like, you know, just hardcore sex that's it results in like death or something. I'm talking about just like she just wants to be tortured to death. <laughs> so she doesn't even want like sexual stimulation during it? She, she just wants sexual stimulation. But like the main thing that's going to get her rocks off is actually dying because she's being tortured. Mm-hmm. Not because like she's having a great time and there's some slightly dangerous plate in there. Mm-hmm. And remember how I talked about how her persona was like this disciplinary dominatrix? Yes. So that's the part that like really confuses me. In my mind, I'm all, I, I'm just thinking like, wouldn't you want to be the one who's like torturing somebody to death if you are playing this role as like a dominatrix? Again, it's just one of her personas, but like that's the one that was like, I guess stood out the most mm-hmm. that she was playing this role, and I don't really quite understand how that kind of like why why I didn't like go into that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I could think of was like. Maybe this was like almost like a revenge kind of thing where she's a do- like the dominatrix and her sub is getting like, I guess, uh, is retaliating against her and tortures her to death for what she's done to them. But I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, she has two personas, right? Technically three. Three. So maybe one of her personas is a dominatrix and the other one is a sub. I couldn't see anything on that. It was literally the the role that she normally played was a, a disciplinarian dominatrix. That was the one that she was like most, uh, I guess, role playing as. Mm-hmm. And then all of her things were also just like asking for death. But yeah, some of the standout posts that she had was just a simple, want to talk about torturing to death? I hope you all don't think I'm strange or anything. And this is just like on any board that she could go on on these websites. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing that I didn't mention about the whole dominatrix persona, the whole image of her was that she was 300 pounds, 
Sharon was not that heavy. Um, she was 186 pounds, I believe. Mm-hmm. She was not 300. However, her dominatrix wanted to be force fed until she was 500 pounds. And again, it goes back to that whole thing of like, if you're the dominatrix, why do you want to be forced? Why is that your go to? I don't know. I cannot answer this question. I'm trying to like just think about how I can get into this person's mind. Not that much, but like at least get into their shoes and figure all this out. Um, but yeah, obviously telling people like, what, what are your thoughts on like torturing somebody to death? Do you want to torture somebody to death? Will you torture me to death? Mm-hmm. Pretty dangerous behavior. Um, and she did receive some pushback for her. Um, for her messages and for her whole character that she was playing. Um, because I mean, they're dangerous messages. <laughs> there could mm-hmm. be somebody out there who fully wants to do that or could give ideas to other people who do that non consensually. Mm-hmm. Um, so notably, there was one sex workers' rights activist. Um, they went by the name Tanith. I'm assuming it's a username. Um, I couldn't find a lot on them, just that their name was Tanith. Um, but they did try to stop Sharon, so I'm assuming reporting, just uh, trying to shut down her like posts and everything. Um, Sharon's only reply to the criticism was that I want the real thing. I didn't, I didn't ask for you preaching to me. So that those were her thoughts. She was just going to do whatever the heck she wanted. Um, again, I'm going back to like her upbringing because I feel like this was a way of her continuing to just break herself away from like her orthodox lifestyle of just like she had all these rules obviously when you're orthodox you have to follow a whole bunch of rules and now that she's an adult person she's deciding i'm gonna go get married i'm gonna go get married to somebody who is not an orthodox jew i'm gonna go do my own thing i'm gonna be on the internet just doing whatever i want also i'm gonna be doing Something that's considered taboo for a lot of families, selling pornographic content, sexual mm-hmm. content. A lot of our families would not be happy with that. And now she's having some retaliation in her preferences, her extreme preferences, I should say. And she's saying, you can't control me. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. I, I feel like it just kind of all leads back to that. But again, it's only speculation. So I can't say much on that. But yeah, she would just continue posting and obviously it's, for most people, it's role play online. It's just, you know, getting your rocks off, messaging people and just, it's a fantasy world. Um, But you can't really tell online if that's people's true intentions, if that's, you know, what they actually want to do. Just role play and just have this fantasy, have a good, um, I'm just going to say, a good wink to that. And then be done with it. Or if they're actually interested in it. For Sharon, obviously, she's actually interested in it. Um, Which not a lot of people, you know, understood. Um, She did meet up with one man. I believe it was a New Jersey man that they met up for sex. And he realized that Sharon actually wanted to be tortured to death. And he was just like, nah, I'm I'm not into it. So that kind of just, again, it goes back to the whole intentions. Are they true? Are they not? Or do you just want to have some fun? Yeah. So anyways, kind of going back into this whole, like, there's a lot of people out there who probably share the same fetishes. Um, Sharon, 
as of the last time that she logged into her, um, I believe it was sexbondage.com, had over 50 messages on the topic of being tortured to death. Um, which again, I think that's wild that 50, at least 50 people were responding back to this. Um, one of these people was a user, and that was uh, Robert Glass. Robert Frederick Glass, or Bobby Glass. I'm not going to call him Bobby Glass. Because I don't want to call him Bobby. <laughs> so let's talk about Robert. So there's not much that we know about him. Um, but what we do know is that Robert was 45 years old. And he was a computer analyst for Catawba County in North Carolina for 16 years. I hope I said that right. Um, it's C-A-T-A-W-B-A. Catawba? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just say it's Catawba County. I'm not going to say that name again. Um, he was formerly married to his ex-wife, Sherry, for 14 years, and they had three children together, and he was a nasty little freak, but he wasn't like a nasty little freak with Sherry or anything. This was something that he just did in his own private time, so she had no idea about it. Again, she's married to this man for 14 years, has three children, has no idea what a little freak he is. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep calling him that, um, but what she does notice is that Robert's kind of distancing himself from his family. Um, just kind of wondering what's going on there, like what's going on with his life. So she decides to snoop a little bit. And she go ahead and she goes ahead and logs into Robert's email and she found several messages that she's described as raw, violent, and disturbing that he was exchanging with two other users by the names of Toy Man and Slowhand. And that what was what served as the catalyst for their divorce because again i I feel like she made it made a good call um personally i would like to know more about those emails and to see if it hinted at something else which we'll get into later but regardless again you're married to somebody for 14 years and you have probably a fairly vanilla life with them Mm -hmm. three kids He's never tried, like, torturing you or doing any extreme sex acts with you. And now he's talking about it online with, like, two other random individuals. Yeah. It's, it's pretty jarring. So after his divorce, uh, Robert lived by himself in a trailer in Lenore, North Carolina, where he continued engaging in sex chat rooms. And that is where he would cross paths with Sharon on August 1996. Or in August of 1996. hmm These two... Talked a lot. I, I I look at these numbers and I'm like, God damn! I, know, I don't I don't think I ever like sent those that many messages in that period of time to one individual, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they exchanged 900 emails. Oh my god! Yeah, that totaled to about 870 printed pages, all in the span of about two months. And again, this is all just on their sexual fantasies. So in the emails, Sharon had expressed her desires to be bound and strangled to death as she climaxed, I don't want to say the word, and asked Robert if he could fulfill this fantasy. Robert agreed, and he expressed how he would abuse her and end her life. So after just, again, two months of just this, basically just continuing their whole fantasy. Mm -hmm. So after that, they made their plans to have Sharon travel from Maryland to North Carolina to meet Robert. Yes. It's a 400-mile trip, by the way. Yes, I know. 
it's first of all he should be going there <laughs> it's the well he's not a gentleman but it's just nice at least if he could put that effort in but i've driven from new york to florida and from florida to california and from california to new york so it's i know terrible. it's a drive I, yeah i hate the united states <laughs> i hate driving oh my god drive through texas sometimes i have driven through texas Sucks before. Ass. i do not like it i refuse to drive in texas from now on mm -hmm. so on october 13th 1996 sharon told her husband that she would be traveling to georgia see some friends and left her home that morning she made her way to baltimore maryland so it's 9 a.m at this point she took a train to charlotte north carolina and she arrived at 9 p.m it's a whole day trip. Once she arrived at the train station in Charlotte, she was picked up by Robert, who would drive the remainder of the trip back to their, uh, to his home in Lenore. So that was another, I think, 80 miles. My butt would hurt so much. I'm just wondering, because, you know, like, I know it's not like a date, mm -hmm. but like, you know, when you meet someone online and then you get all excited to meet them and then. Is it bad that I'm never excited to meet people? I'm more nervous <laughs> to meet people. I, I mean same i get nervous but i'm also kind of excited but like have you ever saw someone online and like when you met them in person you're like oh you're not like your pictures i feel like i'm less shocked about that because i mean you always put your best pictures online let's be honest here i'm more shocked about if their like behavior and how they talk and like just conversation with them mm -hmm. isn't how they talk online. That too. Because it's just like, oh, I don't know how to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Again, this is where like the anxiety comes from for, for me. I'm just like, I think I'm just going to mess up <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, I've had that where I'm just like after meeting and they didn't talk how we talked online. I was just like, I'm done now. Yeah. I don't know how to speak to like you. Like any of those awkward dates where you're just like, oh, I don't I don't really want to be here anymore. I don't know how to talk to you. I'm not having a great time. I do the good old, I have stuff to do at home, so I got to leave. Again, I'm anxious, so I just shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but imagine just like that happens, but it's 80 miles. Or you decide, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore because yeah. of how they behave. <laughs> I feel like Forrest Gump, I'm kind of tired now. <laughs> <laughs> After he stops running? Yes. Regardless, I, I I do wonder how that drive went. That's another thing. It's like I've been on a long drive with someone that I went on one date with. Mm -hmm. And then our second date, we were going somewhere like an hour away. Okay. And so they offered to pick me up and I was like, save sneak ass. The car ride was so awkward for me. Why? Because he wasn't really a talker. Oh, I'm not a talker either. I'm sorry. And then I'm enough of a talker where I can carry a conversation, but I also need my need person some, talking to feedback. me. Yeah, to talk and like answer questions or like add to the questions or like ask me a question. Yeah, you can't just like hyper fixate for an hour and talk nonstop. You need some yeah, kind of feedback. Because I don't, I wouldn't ask like, oh, what's your favorite color? I would ask like, oh, so like, what are your plans for this? Or what is this going to happen? Or like, oh, how does, how is work going? What do you mm -hmm. do for like in-depth questions where you need to explain and they just be like, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I want to apologize because sometimes I'm like that in the car. 
Oh my god. I'm just okay. Car rides for me have always been like relax time. I sleep in car. Mm-hmm. It's just conversations never flow naturally for me in a car. Anywhere else, it's fine. <laughs> just not cars. The lot when we went to Disneyland, I was, I think well, on our way back, I was falling asleep. Not because you were talking or anything, because I, I was just remember. like, I'm so tired. No, I was too. That's why, that's why we dipped early. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so tired. So during the trip, Sharon's husband, whose name is Victor, if you forgot, he would find a note that she left for him. So the note told Victor that she would not be returning back to Maryland and asked her husband not to find the person that she had asked to torture her to death. So she was just being blunt with it at this point. Like, hey, um, I'm going to go to Georgia real quickly to go see some friends. Oh, what's this note? Oh, don't find the person who's going to torture you to death. That's those are your intentions. It's was he. Do you know if he was aware of her fantasy? As far as I could see, no, no one in her life was aware that she was into this kind of stuff. Um neighbors friends victor her own family and who again i can find a lot of information on how they felt about this they all just said she's a normal person we just see her every day we didn't really notice her crazy that this is what she was into um but to keep going on with the note so she just asked him don't find the person who basically murders me and I quote, if my body is never retrieved, don't worry. Know that I'm at peace. So just don't worry about it. I'm going to die, but don't worry about it. Obviously, this is pretty alarming. What would you do in this case? Like if you're, da- uh, we're both not married. So, so if you're dating somebody, you're in a long-term relationship with them. Yes. So if and I then, came home and my boyfriend left me a note like that, yeah, I would probably sit down on the couch for a second. I would try to text since we have phones. Yeah. I would try to call or text them and be like, what, what, is, what this? is this note? Like, is this a joke? And I think I would start panicking. Yeah, same. I would probably call the police. Same. Um, slight difference in how we would react, though. I wouldn't go to the couch. I would just lie down on the floor. I'm a floor girl. So I would just lie down on the floor, panic a lot, try to text and call, and then probably get police involved. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm not saying Victor lied on the floor, but he notified the police. <laughs> He's like, you guys got to know something. Guys, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, he notified the police and they began an investigation uh, into where Sharon had gone. Yes. Um, somewhere in the midst of this, they actually developed a computer crime unit and this new unit was able to find the emails between Sharon and Robert and connect that Robert was most likely where she was um, or his house is where he, she was. Yeah. Um, with this lead, the North Carolina police were now monitoring Robert to see if he was doing anything suspicious, if there was anything going on in his, in his house, to see if they could catch any sight of Sharon, see if she's still alive and maybe, you know, they nothing happened. They couldn't get yet. a search warrant to see if she was inside? Not yet. So they're just monitoring. Oh. So one thing to know about this is at this point, because like I said, this is a completely new computer uh, crime unit. This is one of the first times that um, 
a court has been able to issue a search warrant because of emails. Oh. Yeah. Um, so fun fact in a not so fun case. Um, so yeah, they they were just monitoring, but by October 25th, that's when they were issued the search warrant and were able to go to Robert's house, which was a trailer, by the way, um, and actually go through things. Mm-hmm. So on that day, they went to his trailer while he was at work. Um, outside of the trailer, they found that it was just completely trashed. Um, very much divorced male can't take care of themselves core. Yes. Um, there's just a whole bunch of garbage outside. A whole bunch of abandoned toys. Not sex toys, just toys in general, which I'm wondering, why does he have a whole bunch of toys? Like kids' toys? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of, like, trash, basically. Mm-hmm. And the outside wasn't any better it was as dirty it was as cluttered it was just completely disgusting um but there were no signs of sharon there however there were signs of sharon's items so they found those they also found drug and bondage paraphernalia a gun and thousands of computer discs okay sharon didn't arrive at his home and think to herself, is this the man that I really want to kill me in this environment? I like how we're thinking about, like, self-respect. Do you really <laughs> want to be murdered by a man who can't take care of his home? Um, I, I thought the same thing. You didn't, girl, you didn't look at his house and say, maybe not this one. Yeah. But at the same time, he's the first person to have actually taken the bait and said, I'll do it. Yeah. I will actually do it. She didn't need to pay. She didn't like pay him or offer to pay him. Nope. That's the whole thing about Robert is just like, he's also, he's a nasty little freak who was thinking about torturing, torturing and hurting people for his own sexual gratification. Yeah. I don't know if specifically he wanted to kill somebody for sexual gratification, but he was at least okay with it because the other part of it or like maiming somebody was being fulfilled Mm -hmm. yeah he's overall i don't have a great picture of robert doesn't seem like a great guy um and here's the part where i tell you about why i wanted to read or at least know about the contents of what robert's ex-wife had found in his emails so police also found a whole bunch of pornographic material in his house Mm -hmm. some of it being of children so he had CSEM too in his house. Hey. And I, this is why I wonder, okay, it's bad enough if you, you know, find your husband, I guess, emotionally, sexually, potentially sexually cheating on you. Yeah. And talking about some really depraved things. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if she saw something that involved like writing, not actual pictures or anything, because I think she may have reported that. Yeah. But like just at least writing about him wanting to do things to children. Yes. And that's the reason why she was like, divorce right now. Gone. I'm gone. Because the other part, I'm like, okay, I you might want to have a sit down with him and say, like, hey, what the fuck is this? CSEM, I'm just like, absolutely not. I'm reporting you to the police. I'm leaving your ass, especially with my three children. Yes. That was a nasty little bit. I was like, ew. But that's uh the extent of what they found at home. Basically, confirmed that Sharon was there. Confirmed that this guy's a total gross guy and 
let's talk about outside the home again. So it's trash, it's gross, whatever. But outside, police also find a fresh mound of soil that apparently a whole bunch of dogs had just kind of taken an interest in. And it was about 75 feet away from the home, right next to a forest. In that mound of soil, they found body parts. So Sharon, buried. This man's also lazy, so I'm like, you really want to engage with this man? He buried her 2.5 feet down. <laughs> oh my god. Well, he didn't bury her very far either. No. Literally in your front yard, basically in your front yard, 2.5, six foot deep. Come on. It, that's a normal just, saying for your graves. This is awful, but I thought of that. Oh god. Or, I'm tired of digging grandpa. That's too damn bad. <laughs> you he know, literally maybe that was, was, maybe that like, was playing in his head. I'm tired of digging. I don't know. Again, with the condition of his home and everything, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Sharon's body was there. Um, She was bound naked, but they had basically solved where she had gone. Unfortunately, they were not able to stop this before it happened. Um, One thing to note is that, and I mentioned the forest, is that if Sharon's body was buried in the woods behind Robert's house, she have she may not have ever been found because that is a national park they would not have been able to do it well thank god he was lazy exactly exactly wait you can't dig in national parks i don't think you can i don't think you can like desecrate it in any way or at least they wouldn't have thought like he would have gone in there oh yeah because i say that the, the police i'm sure can get a warrant to be able to dig i don't know but basically that maybe the police are lazy too maybe they just didn't <laughs> want to go through the national park um but if he had buried her there, they wouldn't have found her for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. So yeah, obviously having a body in your yard and having their items in your house and having yeah. all these emails. Pretty sus. It's pretty sus. One would say that it's enough to arrest. And that's exactly what happened to Robert. He got arrested. Yes. Um, He got arrested on the charges of first degree murder. Uh, he did not have a bond while he was staying at Caldwell County Jail. Jail. <laughs> During his imprisonment, so he didn't talk at first, but during his imprisonment, he was interviewed and he admitted to fulfilling Sharon's fantasy, but said that her death was accidental. He said that they engaged in their violent sexual fantasies and that Sharon had allowed him to tie her up and probe her with objects around the house. Okay, didn't want to know that. He also stated that Sharon allowed him to tie a rope around her neck and tighten it when she climaxed. So remember how he talked about how that was her fantasy yeah well apparently he did that and he said that i don't know how much i pulled the rope i never wanted to kill her but she did end up dead so either he never really wanted to fulfill that fantasy he just wanted to get close to it or he was too afraid to do it and he just accidentally did it at mm-hmm. least from what he's saying yeah um but that was also kind of corroborated by the autopsy that was performed by the chief state medical examiner of North Carolina, who stated that Sharon was most likely strangled to death three days after her arrival in North Carolina. So again, standards girl, you're going to live in this guy's house for three days and it's trash. Yeah. But yeah, um, what he said was that there were no signs that indicated that um, Sharon had actually been tortured leading up to her strangulation. Reason being is that she didn't have any bruises on her body. Mm-hmm. The only things that they could find were some scratches on her, um, I think around her neck and then on her um, breasts. What's a weird thing is that I never saw that, again, they're saying absolutely no bruises, but she was strangled to death. 
Mm-hmm. If you're strangling somebody with rope, it's going to bruise. Strangulation doesn't just like a, you're done in five seconds, you're good, and you're dead. Um, it takes a lot of force, and then you have yeah. to do it for a long period of time. So it's really weird to me that she absolutely did not like get any bruising around her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't comment on exactly how, like what what was around there or anything. But I just thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never stated like anything other than that. And she had like scratches on her uh, mm-hmm. her boobas and her neck. Mm-hmm. The police had another a little disagreement with what the um, medical examiner said. So with the search warrant affidavits, they said that the death was intentional because of all of the emails that proved it. Which, I mean, I feel you, you just kind of got away. You got to look at both sides and say like, okay, both are really possible. Um, so in his case, Robert pleaded to guilty to voluntary manslaughter. So not first degree murder, like he was yeah. being charged, mm-hmm. but he was, uh, he pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter and sexual exploitation charges on January 27th, 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to guess how long he was sentenced? 10 years. He was sentenced to 36 to 53 months in Avery Mitchell Correctional Institution. Mm-hmm. So that's like three years and three to five years. Also, he was federally charged for the CSEM that he had in his possession. You want to guess how much he got for that one? A- big fine that's actually way lower than what he actually got um he was sentenced to an additional 27 months to um for the federal charges of second degree minor exploitation Mm -hmm. and he had to uh serve it consecutively after his uh other sentences yeah yeah manslaughter charge still i was also expecting a fine Slightly surprised and kind of happy that he got at least 27 months. But also that's fucked that we are thinking about it so lowly. Well, no. Okay, so because you had originally said, I guess too high with the how long was he in prison? So I went lower. Yeah, I went lower for the because I know usually you do jail time for child pornography, don't you? Yeah, normally you do. Yeah. Um. Well, it depends on, like, where it is. If you're in possession of it, I think it's lower. Uh-huh. Um, but still, I'm just like, why Why is it not higher? Can we at least get, you know, five, ten years to really try to, like, dig in the fact that, like, having this material is not right? Yeah. And it's obvious. I'm going to say, like, if you're making it, fuck you, first of all. And second, you should be in prison for life. At least they charged him. Yeah. Claps for that. Claps and snaps for that. But here, here's a little little cherry on the top. So Robert was set to be released on March 2002 from his first charge of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. So that was about two years into his sentence. Mm-hmm. So remember how I said it was three to five years potentially? He just got two years. Mm-hmm. About two years. Um, but on February 20th, 2002, he was found dead in his cell of a heart attack. And this was exactly one month before his release. And before he was about to uh, serve his additional sentence. So mm-hmm. he never actually served for the CSEM, which I'm pissed about. But he died in jail. And that's kind of where it like it, it drops off from there. Sharon had a really weird fantasy. Yeah, I'm going to say it's weird. I, I don't ha- have any shame in saying that. That's a, I'm going to kink shame a little bit. Robert also had some very specific kinks. They fulfilled each other's fantasies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he died in jail prematurely. But yeah, 
that's kind of what I got there. It does bring up the whole question of like, is it okay to consensually murder somebody if they want to do it? Because at least as far as evidence showed, mm-hmm. Sharon didn't really put up like resistance or anything. She was all in for it. She was ready to go. She had just, I, I don't think you would consider this as suicidal or anything. Mm-hmm. Would you consider it suicidal? Because not, I want to die mm-hmm. because I can't. Well, no. Because she's not wanting to leave kill herself. Yeah. But she's wanting to leave the world. But it's not, I guess, for, I don't want to say normal suicidal reasons. But yeah, it's just, it's not the same reasons that you would have normally when you, quote unquote, normally when you have suicidal ideations. Yeah. It's more of, I want to do this because it makes me happy, I guess, in a sexual way. But not like... I don't know how, like, to differentiate, like, between the two. Like, does she want to die? And is that the same thing as, like, suicide? The the bottom line is she wants to die. But does she want to? But that's the the difference is the reason behind killing yourself versus getting sexual gratification. True. Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like she, it's the same, like, what you want to do, but it's for two different reasons. Two different paths to the same end. Yeah. Which one of them is like her reason is from sexual gratification Mm -hmm. while the other is you're feeling hopeless, helpless, and that nothing else will make it better, will make your life better. So I don't think. talking at me about this. (laughs) I don't think. Well, no, I just don't think she was suicidal so much. She's just like. But I wonder if it would later, like in later, later years, if it could be considered like a form of suicidal ideation maybe because you know people people things get edited all the time the dsm gets updated all the time yeah um so i wonder if it would be put underneath like suicidal ideation or if it could be considered more of like assisted suicide because it i feel like it falls a little bit more towards assisted suicide but it's not for the same reasons that people normally like act out i'm gonna say it again as this suicide yeah um because that's usually to like end somebody's life prematurely to end their suffering yeah because there's no way that they're going to continue living but then is it not assistive suicide or just consensual murder and what are the rules to that there's just so many it's do you remember like i was talking about like the whole cannibal thing with the, the foot tacos. Yeah. It's like, it, can you amputate your own like body and eat it? And, or have somebody do that? Well, and it'd be legal. It's like that guy that agreed to get eaten by that one cannibal, right? Um, yes. I don't remember the guy's name. I do remember Armin Mivas was the guy who ate him. But wasn't was he the one that killed... Because, like, there was a guy that agreed and they chopped off a, a part of him. And didn't they murder him? Yes. Uh, we can talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, he, but what a- yeah, he, he cut off the man's penis. They cooked it and they were trying to eat it together. Um, too chewy, apparently. Yeah. Um, and then the whole thing was that the guy who was being eaten consented to being eaten. And they, they were still, like trying to draw the line like he consented to it so it wasn't really murder because he was okay with it yeah but it's just like is it okay to do that 
I don't Because you're ending a human life that doesn't need to end. I don't know. <laughs> it's so many questions. And I I hope not, like not a lot of other cases pop up like this. Because, first of all, it's terrible. Uh, I'm sure everybody that uh, in these people's lives have been affected negatively because of it. But I do want to know, like, what our take as a human society would be to more of these cases. Just Well, now, now. she was just waited to 2024. Now, there could be a game that's – because you know how VR has mm. a lot of porn on it. Yeah. There's so much porn. Oh, please keep telling me about the porn. But what I'm saying is – they could make a game that simulates her being choked to death and then you get black screen and you know you died but not actually die i feel like that would go way more in the future where would they would try to make it so you simulate actual death on a person well like no, 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 you, you, no. Change, you change like the actual like vital signs on a person no while they're playing no, no. It i to just simulate yeah but that's but, like, like too advanced i'm yeah, just yeah. saying like right now it's just like you're watching a video and it's since it's all around you it like cuts mm-hmm. to black so it's like oh i'm dead i'm dead in quotes i feel like that just wouldn't do well for like a video game I mean, if you were the person perpetrating that maybe mm-hmm. it would be a uh, i don't want to say a more interesting concept but it'd be more interesting for people to play as the person who's killing somebody and having that intimate i'm just saying feeling of that rather than technologies out there (laughs) (laughs) true i'm just i'm just saying if you were trying to play the person of uh that is dying i feel like if you would would be able to like feel more bodily reactions to like how it feel to die yeah which there's not a lot on that then people would be more interested in that. And that's why I'm saying, like, in the future, that might be, like, a, a prospect. Yeah. Nowadays, if we're just basing it off visuals, I definitely think it's more of, like, we would want to be in the killer's shoes than anything. Well, you can make it where you're both. How? Well, no, <laughs> other, you, other you choose like, the, you know how, like, you choose your character? Yeah. Like, this time you choose to be the killer, and this time you choose to be the one that... <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't want to be the person being killed because I feel like you just. But yeah, I don't, just I don't think either of us. I don't think either of us would want to be the person that's killed. Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, no, because if they're like, let's say she was in this game, uh-huh. she's watching it. She could be touching herself while guess, she's hearing yeah. the noise and all that stuff, or like using things to simulate the pain. Well, that's when you get into autoerotic asphyxiation. If we're talking about Sharon specifically, like yeah. being strangled yeah. as you climax. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people died of that, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's a famous that. actor that died from yes. that. Yes. I don't remember who it was, but I, I, I know who you're talking either. about. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that would just play into more dangerous things. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing is dangerous. The whole thing is just. What are you talking about? Being tortured to death? Not dangerous at all. It's just ridiculous. Child's play. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm gonna just keep thinking about, like, all these kinds of things of, is it okay to murder somebody if they let you? What about assisted suicide? What makes it, what makes a difference? What is the line? Where is the line? Where is my shoes? Where is my shoes? That's not a correct sentence. Yeah, that's all I got for you today. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. I always get back into, like, paraphilias. You really do. Yeah. A lot of the internet seems to revolve around sex for some reason. 
Like there's no, I don't know why. I don't know why either. It's such an innocent place. It really is. It's not like I saw multiple different screenshots oh of my a God. sex websites doing this. Well, you live and learn. I mean, yeah. Hope I didn't get a virus. Oh my God. I didn't get a virus. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for uh, listening. Um, You guys can find us on Instagram and YouTube. We're working on YouTube content. And yeah, see you guys next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>